Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. I'm Josh Miles. This podcast, before, during, after, is run on the side of my team wear brand, Goosey Sports. Goosey Sports provides playing kit and leisure wear for all sports. Today, I am joined by Billy Meeks. Um, you're somebody that's doing a fair bit off the field, living the, the good life over there um, with the Guiltinis. I guess we'll yep. start there, mate. Have you recovered yet from uh, Silly Sunday, Mad Monday? <laughs> uh, not quite, mate. I'm still scarred mentally from that trip. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me on, firstly. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mate, it was a big, it was a big celebration, but um, yeah, I feel like it was, it was deserved. It was a pretty, pretty random year, lots of stuff going on and a fair bit of pressure on us to, to succeed. So um, yeah, we, we celebrated in style and um, yeah, I think it was probably the right way to go about it. Yeah, 100%. I think you obviously living in LA is, uh, is good enough as it is. And then you boys headed there for a couple of days and then over to Vegas. Yeah, so we, we finished up here on the Sunday. Obviously, the final was Sunday afternoon and then had a pretty big night here in LA and that was sort of more around family and friends and getting them involved and celebrating sort of all their support throughout the year. And then, yeah, the Monday morning, we woke up, flew to Vegas and had two nights there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've had some good Mad Mondays in my time, but that was that was right up there. It's not yeah. often you can... Normally, I'm at a, at a you know seedy pub in the back streets of Melbourne doing Mad Monday and then I'm now I'm at the at the win in Las Vegas with the with the boys. So yeah, yeah. Special. It, it looked like uh, everything was done, nothing was done by half either. Um and, and that yeah. was good. And, and you've touched on there, like I, I've obviously followed the comp a little bit. Um mm-hmm. Giltinis, that environment there seems to be a pretty um family orientated club. Obviously a lot of boys moved over there, made some big sacrifices, but how have you found the welcome and, and everything from the from uh, the club and the fans? Yeah, I mean, firstly, the club, it's it's obviously the first year that this club's been in the competition. So, you know, before we got there, there was nothing. It was just, you know, four walls and a big factory. And, you know, it's been a really cool journey from, obviously, we were pretty fortunate to have our pre-season camp in Maui. Um, and that's where we sort of really came together and met each other for the first time. A lot of our pre-season um, in the early stages was done over Zoom. Uh, on group calls and sort of, you know, you're meeting guys that you know you're going to play with and you don't, it's sort of, you know, it's one thing meeting someone online, but then obviously getting to train together and live together and all that kind of stuff um, takes the relationship to another level. And probably my favourite thing about this group, um, you know, right from the start was just the sense of community that we had, as you said, with the families um, and friends and stuff like that, which is which is really special. Uh, and it's it's probably the main sort of, in my opinion, reason that we succeeded uh everything was really oriented around people's families and our community our culture right from the off you know our coach dc was big on culture and everyone's sort of sharing their story and our captain dave dennis was really driving everyone sort of just being your complete self and feeling comfortable in your own skin and sort of just all these little things that add up to by the time you start playing you've got a really tight-knit group which is not an easy thing to do when you don't really have anything to start from um So, you know, culture for us was probably just our, our biggest driver and the reason that we were so good on the field is because we, we got we got along off the field. So Yeah, yeah you had a pretty much really a blank cool. canvas. Pretty much a blank canvas. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, obviously I um, don't know him personally, but Darren Coleman have heard some um, pretty good things about him. Pretty pretty rugby that man and yeah, so he's a pretty good person to, to do it all with. Um obviously he's heading yeah. back. Um yep. what's the go with, with you? Are you staying staying over there? You you re signed or yeah, so I signed a two-year deal at the start. So I was, I was here next year regardless, um, yep. which I'm, I'm super stoked about. Like, I, I truly have 
really enjoyed this last six months. It's probably been the most enjoyable six months I've ever had since I started playing. And, um, you know, obviously a big part of that is living in LA and um, we sort of get to move a little bit more freely than you would in a sort of rugby environment. But um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. And I'll definitely obviously be here for another year. And then, um, you know, to be honest, I probably can't really see myself leaving here. I, I don't want to say that I will never go back to Super Rugby because I, who knows what will happen. But if, if I did finish my career here in five or six years' time, I, I yeah. feel like I'd finish pretty satisfied and happy. So we'll see yeah. what happens. And, and off the field, obviously, recently <coughs> engaged. So congratulations on that, mate. Um, move the move, move the dog over as well. So you're pretty much yeah. settling for long term is the goal unless yeah, you, you come, come back to Super Rugby, eh? Yeah, no, we've got we've got a good little setup going here, and obviously uh, my partner Michelle, she's working full time over here, which which obviously helps everything because you know throughout my career, we probably or throughout our relationship, even we haven't we just haven't had the same opportunity to live in the same city and work and and sort of flow like that for longer than six months. So to finally be somewhere that we know we're going to be for at least two years is um, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Nah, happy days. Well, sticking sticking with obviously um, the lifestyle you're living over there. And what's what's a day like from what we we see on on social media? Like the boys are going to in their budgies, going to training on their scooters. Couple, <laughs> of, couple of good deals. Um, obviously, it's still a professional in, environment. Like at some because they're going to make the plays for um, rugby ATL. The boys you played in yeah. the final. Like, is everybody professional? You've got a couple of boys coming in part time. Like. What's a training day in that kind of like for uh, Giltinis? Um, mate, it's pretty similar to everywhere that I've been. It, it's it's a fully professional environment. Uh, it's full time. We've got a full squad of uh, roughly thirty five players or where it is. And at the for the for the majority of the season, that was our squad. Everyone was in every single day, every session, um, and it was sort of functioned exactly the same as Super Rugby season would. Um, and then I suppose towards the back end, we had a few injuries and stuff like that. So we, we would bring in guys from colleges and the UCLA Academy and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, mate, it was yeah. Monday, Tuesday training, Wednesday off, Thursday training, Friday captain's run and Saturday play the game, which is pretty universal. Um, yeah, yeah. And our, our S&C coach, uh, Mick Stevens, obviously came from the Waratahs. Um, so in terms of scheduling and on-field, off-field, gym, all that kind of stuff, programming. Yeah. It was yeah. it was almost identical to what I've, yeah. I've seen before. So, yeah, that was really cool. And some of the training facilities flying around there are, are probably better than anything in the Super, super Rugby with um, some of the American football fields and, and stuff like that. Yeah. We, you got a couple in. Um, obviously, a bit of a leadership group there, obviously, with a few Aussies. Um, had you played with um, Gitu or... Adam Ashley Cooper previously, or was, do you have a relationship nah. with those blokes? Or no, I didn't. I oh, know I haven't played with either of them, um, and I didn't know Gitz at all. Uh, I hadn't met him before and hadn't spoken to him before. Um, Swoop, I had sort of loose connection with. We obviously played against him other times, um, and then maybe crossed over in some Wallabies camps. But um, yeah, that was obviously a huge part of why I enjoyed this season and probably a big big part of why I actually got better this year you know that was one of my concerns coming to the MLR was am I going to grow as a player because I didn't know too much about the competition and the level that it was at um, and you know sitting here now I definitely am a better player than I was six months ago and a big part of that is playing alongside those two or between those two even more yeah. uh, they've, they've just been amazing and obviously you know to be playing top flight rugby at 38 and 37 is yeah, it speaks sure. for itself so that's uh, it's been really cool 
it pretty um yeah pretty professional um yeah enjoy a good time as well though from from what i see so that's good well that's the thing they get they just get the balance right and it's the same with dave dennis our captain like yeah. he such an unbelievable person um you know on and off the field he's he had such a good grip on the group and as i said at the start like he he just has this amazing ability to let people be themselves and uh i feel like as i said like culture being the most important thing in a team if you've got three guys like that driving it that obviously know the importance of having a beer having a good time and switching off and then when you're on the field you are on the field yeah. driving our standards like you know yeah. the team's going to be successful yeah 100% well yeah obviously you've had a, a bit of a journey mate you've um played around the world through different clubs and stuff um we'll pull it back to the start um yep. born on the northern beaches uh not a bad yep. little spot to grow up um, played a bit of junior footy, going through the shoot shield and stuff. Um, and then how old were you, you? You played Aussie sevens and then went overseas. Um, yeah, that's what so I was I quite played, interested um, in. Yeah, it was a, I mean, it's obviously I did it sort of in the reverse to how people would traditionally do it. You obviously normally play super rugby and then go overseas and you're a bit older. But uh, yeah, I played in the Australian 20s, um, sort of scraped my way into that squad through a few injuries. I'd, I sort of developed quite late um, in my career. I was a good footy player, but I wasn't great. And I wasn't like one of the best players. I was, I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't, you know, looking back now, I can reflect on it in the, in the moment. I thought I was pretty handy, but um, so twenties, you know, that went, that was a pretty cool experience. And then, um, you know, spent a couple of years in and out of the sevens program and playing club footy. And then I just couldn't get, I couldn't get a contract in a super rugby team in Australia. And there's obviously at the time there was five super rugby teams in Australia. And, you know, looking back, I just wasn't good enough and I just wasn't playing good enough footy. So, you know, rightfully so, I didn't get a contract. And then luckily I've, I've got a British passport and my manager at the time uh, had a connection with a club over in England. And I sort of moved early. I had this opportunity where I was sort of sitting there and I had an opportunity to go into real estate and maybe chase uh, the corporate career, which which was fine. And I had a lot of friends doing that at the time. And then on the flip side, I had this opportunity to go to England and give it one last go to play rugby um, and sort of live my dream that I've always wanted to yeah. do. And I remember having a conversation with my old man and a few people that are close to me. And it's just like, you're not going to regret going, but you, you're going to regret not going. And if you're sitting at the desk and, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, um, yeah, I packed my bags and I think I was 21, 20, um, moved over and started playing in the academy system. I was actually playing for Clifton, which is like a national three yeah, I've was, I was, um, seen that. How, how was that? Yeah. It was awesome. It was one of the best years I've ever had. It was obviously the rugby wasn't very serious. It was a Tuesday, Thursday night training and Saturday play a game and go on the piss. And it was, I put on about 10 kilos when I was playing there. But um, man, I, I made friends for life there, boys that I still talk to, um, you know, regularly and a really enjoyable season. Um and off the back of having such a good time, I actually played some pretty good footy as well. And then it was at the, I was in Clifton and then there was a few injuries in Glo- at Gloucester at the time. Um, and so they, they sort of said, can you come and train with us? They heard there was a sort of Aussie playing down in Bristol, um, asked me to come up and train with them. And then I think it was Mike Tyndall and Henry Trinder both got injured whilst I was there. And then I think it was like almost three weeks later, I was named in the 23 in a premiership game and I was yeah, well, maybe 20, 22 and it was the big game at um, Twickenham. You know, do that every year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that and I was sitting on the bench and it was like 78,000 people there. I only got on for four minutes but I was like, fucking hell, like 
Yeah. How is like what is what is happening? Um, and then yeah, off the back of that, played a few games, played pretty well. Signed with Boston for a couple of years, extended for another two years, and that's sort of how my professional career started, which is yeah. pretty crazy. So yeah, obviously um, glad to listen to the to the old man and and, and, <laughs> yeah. and took that leap. How did you find living yeah. over in the UK? Obviously, it's um, a bit different different to the the northern beaches. Um, it's dark when you wake up sometimes. Dark when you finish. Yeah, the winters, training, are, but, the winters yeah. are winters are pretty grim. I uh, I didn't mind it at the start. Like it was obviously just a cool cultural experience. I was you know, 21, as I said, single, living in Cheltenham with yeah, you know, all the other academy guys are just just having a ball. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I think you know one of the main reasons I actually came home, besides the fact that I was desperate to play Super Rugby, was the weather. Like I by yeah. year four, I was like. This is genuinely like pretty hard to go through. You know, wake up for training, it's pitch black. I had to go downstairs, turn the car on, turn the you know heaters yeah, on yeah. to get the ice off. Go back upstairs, shower. Kettle, kettle water on the yeah, on the- <laughs> like it's just madness. And then finish training, and it's dark at four pm, and you're driving home, and that's your day. Like, yeah, yeah. it's pretty grim. Um, yeah. And no wonder they breed them tougher up there because it's it's tough. Mate, when I came over, I came over to Australia to play for six months. Mm. And that was close to six years ago now. I've never been home. <laughs> well, Wales is even harder, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was, um, I can understand, especially when you're coming from somewhere like Manly or the Northern Beaches after a few years. Like you said, obviously it's the life experience, mate. When you're going over there, you, you know, you've yeah. got everything in front of you and, it, and it's changed your career massively. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, well, yeah. what, what if, if you did go down the real estate route? So you moved back then. Um, who do you sign for first? Was it Force? Uh, yeah, Western Force. Yeah. So that was... That was a pretty um, memorable phone call, I suppose. I got a call from my manager saying, you know, the Western Force are keen to sign you and is that something you'd be interested in? And it was obviously a given, you know, having gone through um, schoolboys, 27s, trying to get a Super Rugby contract, never got one, wasn't good enough, going away, developing as a player. Now I felt like I could come back and, you know, play Super Rugby and play well. So that was a no-brainer. Hadn't spent much time in Perth before, but, amazing city so beautiful and uh yeah that was that was a pretty cool season that's where i met you know dave wessels who was my coach at the time and kevin foot um and that was a pretty cool year because obviously that's when i met my girlfriend um back in australia playing super rugby and you know a fair bit happened that year we played pretty well had some good wins and then obviously the force got kicked out of the competition um by the australian by the australian rugby union so I then come back to Australia, um, found a team, and then that team was getting kicked out. So it was a bit of a whirlwind of a time. But um, luckily enough, Dave and Footy, those two coaches, went to the Rebels and they brought um, you know the majority of our team over with them. So yeah. got an opportunity to go to the Rebels. And they had a pretty uh, good year that year, the Rebels. Then when you went over, yeah, yeah, we um, we had some really special players come through. We had Willie Gennier and Quaid and players like that. So we had a good couple of years, and then yeah, we good three years there, and then. Obviously, this popped up, and here yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in between that, obviously, you had a, uh, when you stri- came back, um, you went straight into the Wallabies camp in the training yep. squad. You remember that moment? Obviously, I guess for you, well, I'm putting myself in your shoes here. You were always looking for that Super Rugby contract. That was special enough getting that phone call. Um, and then, how did you find out about getting called into the Wallabies squad? It was actually pretty soon after coming back. You know, it's. It's kind of funny how it works, this perception of people. Once they go overseas, they become sort of more desirable. And, like, granted that you are a better player once you go over there because you experience a different style of play. But 
um, yeah, I came back and I, I was in some good form. I was playing well for the force and I probably didn't even think it was a thing when I came back. I was sort of Stokes playing super rugby and then it's almost like you get dangled this carrot in front of you. Um, I hadn't had a direct call from Czech, um, Michael Checker, sorry, who I hadn't had a direct call from him yet, but I sort of heard whispers that he was looking at me through our coaches and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I ended up getting a phone call one day to come down to a camp in Sydney. And um, yeah, I sort of, from then on for the next three years, I was there, I was sort of in and out of pretty much every single Wallaby camp there was. Um, yeah. You know, I played a couple of uh, B games. So they're Barbars games, which was really, really cool, you know, to put the jersey on and stuff like that. But they're not classified as test matches. Yes. So yeah, no, no. I ne- yeah, I never actually got to play a test, but I mean... Oh. What, a, what an experience I toured with the Wallabies for three years, spring tours, and, um, you know, I got to train with some amazing yeah, players. Yeah, I was going to so say, was, even the training really environment, cool. it yeah. probably takes up that next level again from, you know, from Super Rugby, just that, yeah, with the best players oh, yeah. day in, day out. and Yeah. yeah pretty cool. And, yeah, like you said, they yeah. made, um, back to the where you are now, to um, a good little journey, um, there. but how did the Giltinis come about? It's through manager, or was it, because of the Aussie connections or? Yeah, a little bit of both. So I think the Giltini sort of started snowballing maybe like January, February last year. So 2020. Um, And it was, it wasn't even a blip on the radar, to be honest. I was pretty happy at the Rebels. Um, I was probably going to stay at the Rebels and maybe potentially come back to England. I don't know. I was sort of tossing out what I was going to do. I sort of felt like my time with the national team or the Wallabies, um, Hadn't come to an end, but like it was sort of just just at that sticking point where I wasn't so yeah. focused on making that. I was sort of content with playing some rugby and, you know, doing yeah, some yeah, other yeah. stuff outside rugby. And then, yeah, my manager sort of mentioned it to me early on last year. And, um, you know, I sort of had to think about it, sort of kept a bit of a loose eye on it. And then I actually got to the point where I sat down with Gilly, the owner, for lunch um, down in Manly, sort of near my home, t- near my old home there. And, um, yeah, pretty convincing guy. He's, um, <laughs> sold the he sort of, ex- yeah, he's, he really did, mate. And, you know, to his credit, he's lived up to everything that he sold. And he sort of explained to me what his vision was for the Giltinis and, you know, a little bit more about the Major League Rugby and sort of where I'd fit in and, you know, his his passion for rugby and what he wants this club to be and all those kinds of things that, like, it's sort of aligned with me as a person in terms of the balance around rugby, um, what he was trying to create. And I felt like I actually could add a fair bit to sort of what he was trying to create here. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I left that lunch and said to my manager, like, done, get it sorted. So check with um, Mrs. first, obviously. Well, I mean, <laughs> we've never really aligned yeah, where, yeah, we've, no, no. where we've been. But um yeah, it was a no-brainer, mate. And like looking back, it's the best decision I've made because I've had an absolute ball and I'm getting better and you know, we're growing the game over here. So yeah, for a number of reasons, yeah. it's just been yeah. Yeah, and obviously they do the game a little bit different, but it's growing rapidly over there. It'll be interesting to see what America are like in, in a few years' time. And yeah, they're even doing is that today actually? They're doing like a draft for yeah, for I, the, think it's, I think they did it just a couple of hours ago. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we just saw who we've who we've picked. I obviously don't know him yet, but that's pretty cool. There's you get to see like people get drafted, and like even there was a guy that would training with us from UCLA back end of the year. I just saw that he went the first pick. Um, I'm not sure what team you went to, but just seeing that kind of stuff is pretty that's cool. cool. What they're that's doing cool over here, fuck. yeah, yeah, something completely different. Yeah. You know, like people have always looked over to America, and, and this is probably something we'll touch on in a sec, like with the off the field stuff. 
but they're mm. leading the way. And how cool would it be to see something like that? Like, you know, a shoot shield fucking draft into, into a couple of oh, super rugby comps. Like, so sick. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, everyone would get around it and it would sort of just build a bit of hype and yeah, yeah they're onto something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. And then, like I said, mate, um, obviously you said, um, there's a fair bit off the field that's going on at the moment as well. That's why I reached out initially um, and talked off air as much as I love talking to footy and stuff about you pretty active bloke on, on social media, um, doing some good, really good things. Um, I guess, yeah, I know where to start. You got your meditation, <laughs> a bit of a food fanatic, uh, the serial killer doing a c- couple of yeah. reviews there, obviously um, started up your own clothing brand. Um, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything with yourself or you're just doing a few vlogs and stuff, but um, the vintage clothing as well, which is, uh, yeah, it's really popping. So, yeah, I guess meditation first. Um, how long yeah. have you been doing that? You find it really like you're finding it works massively, or what was the? Yeah, so that's um, it's been a really cool journey actually because I feel like it's obviously I think it's four hundred and something days. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I started out probably like most people trying it, and it's just something that's really hard to do. So, like especially for blokes that are active, to sit down for ten minutes is like the hardest thing in the world and not do anything um you know i struggled at the start and then you know it was probably a pretty selfish activity at the start in terms of i was just trying to i was really just trying to make myself better and take the 10 minutes and that was what that was my time um and probably the most amazing thing about this whole meditation journey i suppose if you call it that is the effect that it's starting to have on other people and the conversations i'm having with um you know obviously all through social media and stuff like that but people reaching out asking about how i do it why i do it um yeah. and even even more so people saying like you know thank you for introducing me to it because it's really changed the way i do x y and z you know it's not just sports people people in business and stuff like that so that's probably been the cool journey that it started off as a really selfish thing just for me and now it's becoming so much more than that um helping other people but i mean to peel it all back mate it, it's it's literally 10 minutes of the day. It sets me up for the rest of the day. It gives me a little bit of guidance. And then just the gratitude piece obviously just puts you in a, a really positive mind frame, regardless of, you know, how shit your day's been or what you're going through yeah. at the moment. So yeah, no, something that, something in the, the journey that I've tried taking as well. Um, yeah. But have uh, helped me start the day, a bit of planning, pretty unorganized. Yeah. Like I said, I can't Yeah, but two minutes, usually sit down and, and, and exactly. drive myself, obviously running a business and stuff. Yeah. I, I find it really helped. Um, yeah, I think it was actually the guy that got me into it. I don't, who did got you into it? Like, where did was it through footy or stuff, or was it just you wanted someone you thought you'd you'd look at? Or um, it was actually Dane Halapetti. Um, he, you know, Dane. No, he's no. A fullback, uh, he's a, like Wallaby's fullback in Rebels, but he. Um, I was with him at the Force, and he was sort of really into all this kind of thing. Um, yeah. Big into the mental side of the game. And I'd never really thought about that stuff. Um, so he introduced me to it. And then uh, Matt Phillip, who um, I played with for a few years as well and roomed with, um, he was big into it as well. So there was two guys that were quite big in my life at the time that were doing it. And I was like, and they were playing good footy. So I was like, all right, I'm yeah. give it a whirl. So, yeah. 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 That, do you, I don't know if you know me. I might say his name wrong. Maybe Rick Cribbs or something like that. The Maori Majestic. He does. Uh, I do know him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I um was chatting to him on LinkedIn and, and okay. he was doing a few super rugby clubs and, and yeah, he got me into it and oh, fuck, it was good. First ever experience for me, mind. It was a like quite funny one with me and him. And we done it like me and you via Zoom. Yeah. And um, 
you know, getting into deep thoughts. And he said, I'll ask you a couple of questions. And um, I, I was like this now and, and my eyes closed and I was sitting there. And I'm not exaggerating. I was sitting there for <laughs> six or seven minutes, right? And I was yeah. like, why hasn't he asked me a question? It's really yeah. quiet. Like I, I was feeling good, but I was thinking, fuck, this is weird. When I'd done that, yeah. I'd knock the Zoom off. I'd canceled the cancelled. Oh, the fuck off. <laughs> 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 I was thinking, fucking hell, he's going to ask me this question. Answer question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Did you uh, call him back? Surely. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, got, got into, into it, it then. And, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. And, and, and since then, he's... um. Yeah, we added me into a couple of groups and yet we reach out and chat every now and then. But yeah, it was a funny uh, first experience, that's for sure. Um, hilarious. Um, yeah, um, yeah, like I said, you're really active on social media, mate. Um, something I talk with a lot about with boys and, and, and people I do have on the podcast is building a brand and leveraging that mm. as a player. Um, obviously, you're over in America. Uh, it's fucking massive over there with the basketball and stuff. Yeah. With the guillotines as well, you've got a bit more freedom. Like, and, and yeah, you're doing it really well. Like, is it is that something you're big on? Yeah, really big on. And I think the biggest thing you touched on is is sort of building a brand, and that's sort of the way that the world's going. Like, a, a sportsman is so much more than just a sportsman now. Um, and having a platform, you know, making the most of that and trying to. Um, offer as much value as possible we've got we're in such a special place in such a unique place that we've got to sort of make the most of it and then I mean you're bang on saying that I've got a lot of freedom being at the Giltinis Um, and I don't I I can't quite put my finger on why you don't have the same freedom when you're back home in super rugby everything just seems to be a little bit more highly strung and um, yeah I don't know I I feel like if I was trying to post something um, you know, vulnerable or just really raw, I, I'd, I'd, I'd second guess myself yeah. if I was playing super rugby and all I'd have to check in with the media team or all that kind of stuff. And here it's just like, just be your complete self. There's, it's obviously the competition itself is not where super rugby is. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and the competition in terms of quality is not there yet. So I appreciate that completely. But in terms of the actual culture around, what the club's about, what the comp's about, and what the players are about, I can completely be myself, which is, which is everything. So, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed sort of being able to do whatever I want, um, you know, within reason. Um, And yeah, yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. And, and obviously do you want to touch on obviously your own brand firstly, how long has that been going and, and uh, what's the goals there? Yeah. So that was something I started, I think it's about 18 months ago now. Um, obviously always had a passion for men's fashion and that's something that I've been interested in for a long time. And then I I sort of wanted to get something going alongside rugby. Just, I felt like just to consume my time and get my brain away from rugby and just sort of keep me ticking. Um, So that's been a really cool experience. I think, you know, I've learned a lot. Um, I think the first time around, uh, yeah, a lot of learnings and I feel like, you know, you got to fuck up to, to sort of get better. And now I've, I think I'm about four weeks away from dropping all the new stuff and, you know, I've got backup drops and more stuff coming out. So it'll just be like an ongoing sort of piece now, as opposed to the, I did the first drop, spent heaps of money on the website and socials and everything like that. And then I'm sitting there, I don't have anything to back it up with. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. How did you not know? So just build the momentum obviously. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And as you get older, you learn you learn more stuff about it. I've now brought on someone who's helped me with the marketing side of things and just stuff like that, you know, like, um, again, it's not something that I started thinking that this will be like 
100% me after rugby and I'll just do that. Um, it's sort of still just a side thing and just a passion of mine. So, yeah, it's been a cool, cool journey as well. Yeah, and uh, like like you said, mate. It's but it's good. It's good to have that as well. Like and I've said this with other people. Like it's usually the boys that are pretty good at footy as well. They like they don't want to be going home and, and talking about footy or thinking about footy all the yeah. time. It's nice to to if it's not affecting your game. Well, why can't you do both? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you've seen that Definitely. thing with um, who's obviously leading the way with the All Blacks, Ardi Surveyor yesterday. I don't know if you've seen that bit of content flying around. No. Um, I'll flick it over to you when we get off here. But, yeah, please yeah, do. Like, he's um, just talking about, you know, like, let players do what they want to do. Don't, like, if they're doing something off the field, support it. Don't bring them down because it's the new norm. Mm. Like, as long as it's not affecting their game, let, That's let it amazing. happen. That's amazing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's got to start leading towards that way. And I, I actually know for a fact that my social media stuff has probably not done me well in the past or put me in a sort of bad light with coaches that I've had because they've told me, yeah. um, you know, that I'm perceived a certain way online and they don't really understand the whole social media sort of era and the way things are going. And it sort of perceived like I'm going home and just taking the piss, but it's like, no, oh, I'm actually sort of building something here and, yeah. and it doesn't change the way that I am on the field. It doesn't change the way that I approach training and all that stuff. I'm still the, the athlete and the rugby player, but, what I like to do away from here is, you know, grow, grow this. So, yeah, yeah, it's going that way. Yeah, and it is. And 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 on the flip side of that, obviously, you've been on um, uh, in in contact with the boys of YKTR. Like, you know, mm. they they they've built a platform. You know, where I find rugby league players are doing a fair bit more simply because what they're doing, yeah. like they call people out. You know, like obviously, like you said over here, there is still so much more restriction what a player can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but things are slowly, slowly turning. Like the All Blacks, yeah. are, you know, Aaron, it has to. They, those boys, they, they, they're killing yeah. it. And I think yeah. if the boys like yourself or, you know, uh, Aaron Smith, Artie Surveyor can do it, then it's going to trickle down. I, th- I guess a way to look at it is if you looked back 20 years and you were making your debut and you come into this playing super rugby and you started posting selfies and taking photos, <laughs> yeah. like even 10 years ago, eight years ago, boys would be yeah. like, who the fuck's this little prick? Yeah, think he, think he 100%. Well, even, even like four year, four or five years ago, if I started posting stuff of me sitting down against the wall and breathing, I would have got rinsed walking yeah. into training, absolutely rinsed. And now it's I walk into training and boys, boys from our team are asking me like, you know, fuck, what, what is that? Or like, how do I do that? That's really cool. So it's yeah. like, yeah, get on board or fucking you get left behind. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, your clothing line... Um, Ball coat. Where's where's the 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 name come behind it originally? Um, it's a bit of a stupid question, but you'd uh, the amount of people that have reached out with with the same question. I'm assuming I know the answer, but uh, you want to just touch on it quickly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it obviously it's a little bit. It does have a little bit of a story to it. Um, basically, when I before I was bored, I would always wear hats, always because I just like wearing hats. I like the way it looks, yeah. and it's just it was sort of my vibe. And then when I shaved my head, I obviously continued to wear hats. But in my head, subconsciously, I sort of had this thought, like, do people think I'm wearing a hat because I'm ashamed of being bald? Yeah. And I, it wasn't because that. It was just because I like wearing hats. Um, so I thought if I put bald on a hat, it sort of shows them that I'm telling you I'm bald. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I'm also nice. just wearing a hat because I want to wear a hat. So that's sort of how it started. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, just... You know, the whole tagline is embrace your bald side, which can sort of mean it, it mean anything. It doesn't mean you have to be bald, but it can be just your vulnerabilities or, um, you know, your, 
imperfections and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah no. sort of start like that. But obviously, yeah, because I, because I'm bald, mate. And and um, and fuck, like you said, I I don't know how many years ago you shaved your head off. Fuck, well, like yeah. this thing. But the amount of get like I did put up some questions. I re- I reckon I had six or seven boys reach out and ask how like how how did you like what's what did what was the words like how did you deal with it get on with it like do you mean like yeah yeah. no for sure i um you know like every time i do a questionnaire on my socials or people want to dm me like the majority of them the majority of them are about that like about me going bald and you know how like i'm thinking about doing it and you know what you know how did it feel and stuff and so you know the conversation's there to be had and you know my message is always the same it's like do it embrace it no one actually gives a fuck like everyone around you that loves you like it's so normal now like the percentage of men that are going bald or are bald is so high like it's nothing to worry about it's probably just the actual few days of right i'm gonna fucking do it do and it, then yeah yeah so yeah do it yeah 100 percent. And, and and lastly mate um vintage uh the vintage clothing um yeah what well, obviously fairly active with that now you're um, doing a bit with is it Jackson Jackson over Jackson, here? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the uh, what's the story? How did that all come about? Um, is that something you're involved in? You're just doing a bit with him, or what's the go there? Yeah. So um, yeah, Jackson's a really really cool guy. He's um, real go getter. Yeah, he's Kiwi bloke. He's sort of got a background in sports journalism, so he knows he knows his sports really well. Um, yeah. Obviously, keen rugby guy, keen rugby league guy. Um, and then obviously he's, you know, the vintage guy, like he knows everything there is to know yeah. about the industry. And, um, I think we started our relationship sort of just as you do liking and commenting on stuff and a few DMs every now and then. And then, um, uh, he would, yeah, he put me in a group with like a few super rugby players from New Zealand and he would tell us when the drops are and stuff. And then we started talking a bit more. And obviously when I moved over here, um, you know, credit to him. He saw a bit of an opportunity to create some content that would sort of benefit both of us. And hmm. um, yeah, had the idea of, you know, doing Billy's best and doing some vlogs and he's really good with the video side of things and the content. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's super easy. I, I like making videos. I like going out shopping and doing that stuff. And obviously LA is the mecca of vintage stuff. So yeah, we've just been cruising around. We're doing some yeah Billy's best drops and they've been going really well. And um yeah, we're in the middle at the moment of finding our sort of non-for-profit um, charity that we're going to donate all the proceedings to. So, yeah, it's, it's sort of just a, I don't know, it's just a, I love vintage, he loves vintage, yeah. and it's sort of, just you know, benefits both of us. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you're shooting content, he's probably cutting it for you. Like, it's a win-win for both. And, yeah. and obviously, if money's, yeah. money's going to charity as well, then, yeah, yeah it's a yeah. win-win situation. Yeah, um, so that's been really cool. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool, mate. What's, um, what's the plans for the off-season now, then? Um, just kick back a little bit. How long before you go back into training and, and whatnot? And yeah, so I mean, it's kind of weird. We got three months off, which is sort of unheard, unheard of. of but yeah. yeah, unheard of. But it's great. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get to New Zealand. Uh, sorry, not New Zealand. New York for a couple of weeks in September. New York Fashion Week's on over there, so I'll try and do a bit of work over there. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Australian brands can't get over here at the moment, so um, yeah, do a bit of stuff there, which would be cool. I've got some buddies there. Um, I've got the the ball co second drop coming back end of September. So a fair bit of work to do on that. Yeah. And then just besides that, man, I'm just going to enjoy the LA summer. It's sort of pretty unique situation that you get three months off. Like I went from rebels to London Irish to here, like it was yeah. sort of all jam packed. So yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it, mate and kick back and get ready for next season. Yeah. Fuck. Unreal. Well, yeah, mate, look forward to um, 
following the journey. Obviously, like you said, Giltini's is growing and growing. Um, the comp itself is, and 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 like uh, all the stuff off the field as well, mate. Which is um, yeah, which is really interesting. And yeah, keep posting the content. Um, look forward to following your journey, and I'll get this out uh, pretty soon. Awesome, mate. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. that was awesome. Yeah, no, legend, bro. Cheers.